again. We're back. And welcome back to We Like What We Like. My name is Javier Augusto, a longtime wrestling fan and now avid AEW watcher. With me, as always, is my co-host, Adelaide Laurie. Hello, everyone. I'm excited to be back for our second episode. Is it two now? Two now. Wow. Look at us go. Yep. Ain't nobody stopping us now. Nope, like regular dynamos. I think that's a song. Oh, Shelton Benjamin, back in the day. Uh, Sure. Oh, you're thinking about the old jazz uh, disco (laughs) beat. Yeah, no, I was talking about Shelton Benjamin's Ain't No Stopping Me. And then that's all I'm going to do because I don't know how copyright strikes work. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that we're big enough to even bother getting one, but still, here we are. Dream big. Yeah, you know what? Big dreams. Shelton Benjamin giving me a copyright strike for his song at the WWE. Goals. 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 (laughs) You hear that, Shelton? All right, yeah. so what are we going to, this segment we were going to talk about uh, what we liked. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, for uh, quick purposes, everybody, we're going to talk about what we liked this week. Just before we get into what the episode is. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, I'll tell you what I like this week. I love that uh, AEW has joined up with the uh, Owen Hart Foundation with Dr. Martha Hart, and uh, they have stated that they're going to move forward, sort of honoring Owen Hart. Uh, They're going to do a new tournament with uh, people getting a trophy called the Owen. So their version, I guess, of the Lombardi, which would be great for me. Very happy about that. So yeah, thrilled about that. I was a big Owen Hart fan, and like many other wrestling purists, I may have hated the character of Owen Hart because that's what he wanted us to do, but I appreciated everything he did and everything he brought. Now, there's a lot of anecdotes and stuff like that. Now, maybe over the few we- in the next few weeks when we get a thing, I'll actually do an Owen Hart anecdote. But for now, what did you like this week? I liked that when I went to the AEW website... Um... I found that they have a list of their talents or their wrestlers podcasts. Some of them. I think some of them are too new um, that they're not on there yet. But I was just, it, I don't know why. It made me happy that they support their wrestlers that way. That here you go. Here's what you can listen to. This is what these people are putting out. And I think that's awesome. All right. All right, folks, we'll be back momentarily. Okay, everybody. AEW Grand Slam. Here's the card. Amazing card. Yes. Top to bottom. Not a bad one at all. You've got Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega. The American Dragon versus the best bout machine. Can't wait. MJF versus Brian Pillman Jr. After a great burial of the city of Cincinnati, MJF is going to see what he can get. You've got Malachi Black versus Cody Rhodes in, I guess, yet more destruction for the uh, Nightmare family. I I mean, he did say he was going to run through the family. So you think if he wins that this is, I mean, he's officially chopping off the head of the family. No, no, no. Cody will be back. It's just Uh, riding him off. I don't don't mean (laughs) Cody. I mean Malachi Black moving on to somebody else. I hope so. I hope so. I do like Cody matches, but yeah, I do hope that there's going to be done for now. Then you get um, Sting 
And Darby. and Darby Allen versus FTR. Nice classic wrestling match. Let's see how Sting does on that. And, finally. well, finally, of course. Now it's going to be uh, one of my absolute favorites, Ruby Soho versus... Britt Baker. D-M-D. And if uh, you're wondering, I did the finger thing. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, we'll get back to you right after the first match. <laughs> first match because that was the rundown but let's go right into the first match i can't wait i we just watched it and it was amazing there yeah. are no words there, that was a wrestling match it was i'm gonna jump right through the intros were amazing obviously just to hear justin roberts say the american dragon is back honestly emotional moment for me it felt fantastic uh, no- uh on a different note uh daniel bryan Brian Danielson, sorry. Yeah, Brian Danielson. Uh, I was thinking about what he looked like at the WWE, and uh, he's like a different man. Like he just looked <laughs> different to me. He looked like uh, it got he got some oomph first. I don't know. I just said he looked different. It looked better. The American Dragon's a wrestler, and Daniel Bryan was some random an entertainer. Yeah, some random family man <laughs> with the, the mountain man. It was beard. good. Yeah, it was fantastic to watch. Uh, the intros. What's the intros? I mean, you got Kenny Omega coming down, standing 520 miles from North Carolina is just, I mean, thank you, North Carolina. Yeah, and he was accompanied by uh, Don Callis in his pink colored suit. (laughs) You know what? That was the pinkest suit I've ever seen. He kind of looked like my French teacher back in high school because he didn't have any buttons buttoned and a shirt underneath. And like the um, the gold chains wrapped around his neck. If he had chest hair puffed out, that's my French teacher right there. Did you go to French class at Studio Fifty Four? You would think so, Adelaide. You I would... really got to ask you questions about your young life. <laughs> you would think so. Okay, this is where the stories come from that you write, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Uh, so we had a lot of yes chants, even though you know that's that... not his thing anymore. But no. I enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they had a match that the cheers started before they locked up, got louder when they did their first simple collar, collar and elbow, and got better. The fans were completely into it. So let me just tell you that other people have said it, but I was emotionally invested from moment one, and I got happier and happier the more I saw the different elements go into the match. Kenny Omega doing classic heel stuff. Like poking uh, Danielson in the eye. Well, I really liked how they let the crowd enjoy that moment for a bit. That like was a good they allowed him to look, enjoy. This is it. Here's the moment. Let's let it sink in. Let's let it breathe. It was like a good wine, even though I don't like wine. But it was like a good wine. It was like that was very. I loved that the storytelling of that. To be honest with you, it was a good build. Absolutely. It was fantastic. And now they do have history and I have seen their matches at PWG and I can guarantee you right now, Adelaide, I'm not going to lie to you. You're going to see a bit because this feud isn't over, but uh, Danielson and Omega are going to have a match in AEW, either on Rampage or on Dynamite or at a pay-per-view, probably Dynamite though. And they're going to do a bit that's going to look like absolute comedy and everyone's going to laugh. 
Well, it's here's be the amazing. deal. So we can't go through every slip, move. We'd be here for a half hour because every bit of this match was amazing. Yes. So we're going to try our very, very best to sum it up. Um, so I believe we started out with some kind of hold that I don't know the name of. <laughs> I mean, if you're talking... We're going to get to something where I actually do the, the name of it. So I'm, what is this hold? What is this? The collar and elbow? There you go. That thing. Okay. Fantastic. Adelaide knows what a collar and elbow I is I did now. not know. I'm not <clears throat> claiming that. Excuse I'm saying me. later there is there is one I do know, and we'll get to that. Okay. And then they did a lot of chops, right? There was a I lot was, of... I was calling them slaps, but I was corrected. They're chops. They are chops. Yes, they did a lot of chops. Um, yeah, they did a lot of those. Because I kept uh, saying, please stop slapping him in the chest because that it's purple at this point. And then uh, there was a lot of some, there was some skin transfer, definitely some skin transfer. Javier was kind enough to tell me that please stop calling them slaps. They are chops. And I I wrote it down. I'll try to remember. (laughs) I doubt that she will. But, uh, yes. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of chops and I mean, we went into a classic match. So let's just, they did the build. One of the best things in it is that uh, Brian Danielson immediately went after the arm, went after uh, just sort of dismantling it so he could set up the LaBelle lock at the end of the match. You knew what he was going for, and you knew it very early. Their their uh, physical storytelling was really good, which is why, and again, not a play-by-play, just absolutely appreciate it when guys tell the story properly in a wrestling match. Yeah, so they did a lot of back and forth flips and and holds and whatever. I'm not calling them by their names. However, there's one. Here it is. Kenny Omega did a cartwheel. You're welcome. (laughs) That's it. Mic drop. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You are absolutely the best technical commentator. I don't know. I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk to Tony Khan. Yeah, he and I are close. We're you yeah. know we're real close. So You're I'm the gonna, thumb, and he's the pinky. yeah. I'm I'm gonna yeah. Same hand. <laughs> I'm gonna tell him. I'm gonna tell him that he needs to hire you for your technical work. Yeah, on dark caliber. Yeah, look out, dude. <laughs> Coming for you. <laughs> All right. So honestly, my favorite moments. I'm just gonna go real quick. Uh, they happen to be. Uh, Danielson moments. I believe that Adelaide has a uh, favorite Omega moment on this, but the I cartwheel. Duh. I meant the run. Oh yeah. <laughs> so uh, Danielson sets up. He starts manipulating the arm and the hand and the wrist on his right arm. He starts pulling on Kenny Omega's nose. It's an old school rake, and the referee is counting him. You know, one, two, three, four. And Daniel Bryanson breaks, and the referee gives him the business like all referees do. You got to break. You got to break. And Daniel Bra- Bryan, mm, sorry mm-hmm. about that. Brian Danielson puts his hand up, and as a wrestling fan that has seen him wrestle for years, I said, he's got till the count of five. And Adelaide's sitting here going, yep. <laughs> it, it's honestly it's a spectacular experience for me as a fan uh, the next one's going to be you know the next one's going to be uh, Kenny uh, Omega um, on the ramp well yeah but doesn't he do and stay with me here a snapdragon first uh, yes he's on the ramp I wrote it down <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is but I wrote it down oh my gosh People are gonna think that you actually don't like wrestling. I love it. I love the storytelling. I I, I don't know how to explain it. I, I'm also one of those people 
that you would love to see movies with me. I will never repeat the lines of the movie except for a few choice that I will not tell you as it will give away my age. <laughs> Fair. Obviously, the 60s French teacher didn't give it away either, but all right. <laughs> he might have been in his 60s. I'm just saying. Oh, Lord. Uh, okay, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so he tell, talked about the run, if you liked it. I mean, if it So there was you. a, what? They did a Snapdragon and something else, and um, uh, Brian Danielson is on the ropes, and Kenny Omega goes all the way up the ramp, which, by the way... Side note, that ramp is phenomenal. I loved it. I hope they do it more often. It was amazing. Definitely for the big shows. It was so cool to see like what they were putting on the Titantron or what they were putting on um, what they wanted to put on or part of the whole entrance. Pe- uh, anyways, moving on. So then he runs all the way up the ramp and runs down and jumps and does a V-trigger. I also wrote that down. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yep, 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 yep. All right. So, any comments, uh, please uh, relate them to us however you see fit. But uh, no comments about how she uh, says the moves like they're the greatest thing in the world that she learns them. They're amazing. Yeah. Just, okay. Uh, yeah. Some sort of knee kick to a midsection? Uh, knee kick. Oh. It's a knee. <laughs> All right. Regardless, it was a kitchen sink that happened in the beginning of the match. But let's move on. <laughs> We're going to sum this segment up by saying the match was amazing. It went to a time limit draw, but not before Brian Danielson proved to everyone that he really does hate animals because he did bring back the cattle mutilation, which is one of my favorite moves ever, mostly for the name, but also because it just looks painful. It isn't, but it looks painful. All right, that's uh, this segment. No, no, they were no. You're missing out because oh. now we forgot or didn't forget. But um, they were both exhausted. They both went the thirty minutes. It was amazing, um, and the bell rings, and Brian Danielson does not want to get. He wants this cowbell, pix, <laughs> pixie bell, Dixie bell, the La Bell Lock, whatever. That, what he said. And then um, oh <laughs> the I'm Young gonna, Bucks with Adam Cole. Young Bucks and Adam Cole, baby. Uh, run down to like separate them. And then mm-hmm. the Young Bucks and Adam Cole did a, what's it? Uh, they did a triple super kick. There you go. And uh, then Otherwise known as like, I guess it's the super, uh, super click party, I think is what they call it. And then Jurassic Express with Christian Cage comes down. Mm-hmm. And they kind of just, that's the end of the, but that whole thing, front to back, Don Callis did not do anything in this. It was a hundred percent Omega and, um, and Brian Danielson. Amazing. Just simply amazing. Yeah. We're going to have to put over the commentary. They did a good job. Oh, they did too. a great job for yeah, sure. Absolutely. They weren't taking away from it at all. All right. That's the segment. We're going to watch the next one, which is supposed to be, uh, uh, CM Punk having a uh, promo in the ring. Yeah, an in ring promo. And we'll see what he has to say. Wow. Yeah. I, kind of a promo. That was a promo. I really didn't watch when uh, CM Punk was out in WWE. I didn't really know anything about any pipe bombs or any of that kind of stuff, but promo. Good job. 
So he came out and the crowd was exhausted um, from the half hour melee that they watched. Yeah, they so were So he they were was out trying his best. And I think AEW did an amazing job to go, okay, here's your breather before we get, hit you with something else. Yeah. And then, uh, so he comes out and he's like, boy, I'm glad I'm not wrestling now because how do you follow that? Which, absolutely correct. Which I will say, the audience didn't even bite on because they were that beat that even CM Punk giving them an easy, cheap one, they didn't bite on. They were spent. And that's good. I hope that the match for MJF and, and, and Brian Pillman Jr. gets a little bit more love than that, but we're going to get to that in a second. I will say CM Punk did a great job of setting up the, his uh, Team Taz uh, yep. feud. Yep. He called them out, um, <coughs> you know, and tried to make people excited about it. And I think it worked. I think everybody that, got more into it. He hyped the match well. Yep. I think it definitely yep. hyped the match well. I think, that it, I, I think the only thing that would have been maybe... He did try a line which unfortunately fell flat, which I was sad about, but I liked it. I like the line. Yeah. Half of you guys are from New York. And speaking about Team Tags, he says, half of you are from New York and they can't even stand you, but the audience doesn't bite. Because again, they're spent. I think, honestly, if this had been pre-recorded, you'd have heard crickets. Thank God he was actually there live. Yeah, because he managed to, to uh, corral the crowd. Yeah, he got them he, back. He really they were did. ready for some clobbering time. So they're he definitely... managed to get a jab in there at the other wrestling show. What, what, oh, oh, I'm sorry, sports entertainment show. Well, what are you talking about? What are you talking um, you about? Know, it's been a while since New York City has had professional wrestling. In, in <laughs> yeah, the city. yeah, that was the uh, where we're sitting here watching it, going, "Yep, shots fired." Yeah, <laughs> and then was, he pretty uh, much uh, he has his one liner um, about Team Taz at the end about um, I forgot exactly because again I don't memorize stuff. Um, and then he drops the mic. It was good. It was a good ending. No, he says that. No, no, no. He spoke about he spoke about Will Hobbs. And then how this wasn't a, a yes. I don't have to wake you up to me. I don't have to, I don't have to wake anybody up to CM Punk. I don't have to educate anybody. Basically what he's saying is nobody has to know who I am. However, I am going to tuck you in. Uh, he's talking about Will when Hobbs. When I put you to sleep. Yeah, because of the go to sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you go to sleep. Which way. I don't know if he's actually going to be able to do the go to sleep. Because he's always had a little bit of trouble with guys that big. Should be exciting. So uh, Hobbs is a big guy. I honestly believe there's a chance that he'll be, uh, I think he's going to bring back the Anaconda Vice, which is a submission hold for this match. Anyway, so that right. was, uh, so he drops the mic and he goes and hugs um, Stephen Amell, who's down in the audience, which I thought was pretty cool. Well, Stephen Amell is his uh, co is his uh, co-star on Heels, right. the uh, Showtime show about wrestling, All right. which, you know, well, maybe we'll do something about that. I don't know. All right. So we'll uh, be back with the next one. Next segment. All right. All right. It was a good. It was a good match. Yeah. Okay. These guys were in a wrestling match. It, uh, by these guys, MJF and uh, Brian Pillman Jr. MJF with Wardlow at his at the at his side. And Julia Hart for Brian Pillman Jr. That's true. I will tell you. I had a couple of really really immediate takeaways from this match. One is MJF is a heck of a wrestler because I didn't want to swear this time. <laughs> Um, I really, really liked in the beginning, especially how Brian Pillman Jr. played to the crowd. I think they knew it was hard to follow the first match, and they tried to make it a little more campy, and I enjoyed that. When um, MJF wanted Brian to shake his hand, he was like, mm, sure, and then he goes in and he spears him? Double leg takedown. 
sure, one of those things. Okay. And then he goes and he looks at the crowd and he's like, oh, I'm smarter than that with his finger pointing at his head. And I, I love that. I no, love that it. was for the, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, Brian Pillman uh, does an exchange, uh, the, uh, the uh, bend over, uh, you know, leapfrog exchange. And uh, the heel will generally stop short on that and kick the guy that's bent over. And uh, what uh, Pillman did was right when he bent over and expects uh, MJF to kick him, he just gets up right away. MJF lands on his ass, which was hilarious to me. I, uh, I loved it. Now, my second major takeaway is that Julia Hart is going to turn heel on the Varsity Blondes. Whatever. She's definitely going to do it. Oh, my God. That is a classic setup for a heel. So, you know, this is, um, you know, in... Towards the end of the match, where um, they're out on the outside of the ring, and or at least MJF is on the outside of the ring, and he puts Julia Hart in front of him so that if Brian comes through the ropes, he's gonna hit Julia first. And Brian sees that and doesn't go through the ropes. And then there's an exchange on the outside, and then he, um, MJF is yelling at at no Julia Hart's yelling at MJF, and he's kind of laughing at her. Right. And then Brian goes through the ropes and kicks MJF. Yes, he did a baseball slide kick. Oh, kick. See? That's two. Oh, my goodness. I'm counting. I'm counting. Oh, Adley. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, the match is good. Uh, the, the wrestling was fantastic. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, not fantastic. I'm going to say the wrestling was... The well, wrestling was good. Very good. Very good. And you're coming off of a match where if you really try and steal the show after having a match that opened the show, that stole the show before anybody got started, you're going to, you know, yeah, you're going to twist in the wind out there trying to get there. You're going to be dead before you get out there. So they did a very good job. Uh, MJF uh, went after the arm and the shoulder of Brian Pillman Jr. throughout the whole match and setting up the Fujiara... Arm, the Fujiwara arm bar, or the salt of the earth, as he calls it. And I'm going to say this. There was not one moment where I thought that's not what he was doing. These guys were dedicated to, this is the match. This is the story we're telling. Again, this was a good night for in-ring storytelling. For sure. And so far. Entertaining wrestling. And so Brian Pillman Jr. taps to end this one. And I have to say... Uh, Wardlow had nothing to do again with this match, stayed on the outside, and ultimately Julia wouldn't have either, but MJF brought her in as a prop, so I don't really consider that interfering with the match. No, at she all. didn't interfere. She didn't yeah. interfere. So good. Good. Yeah. All right, we're going to go on to the next segment. There really wasn't a lot to talk about with the MJF match. We'll see what happens next. Okay, I'm going to say. Uh, two parts on this because we are going to do the uh, Jericho uh, Hager promo against the men of the year and Dan Lambert and I'm going to say that that goes into the Malachi Black match which I enjoyed very much I'm going to say that the line that stuck with me on the promo from Jericho and Hager was Jake Hager saying men of the year more like boys of the week and I immediately thought was wow burn uh, it was Hager is uh, I'm nobody in the world of wrestling Jake Hager delivers lines if he's not screaming I'm just not buying it unfortunately it's just it's not the smoothest although Jericho does a great job recovering Jericho Jer covered for sure it was great he was great he's always great so <laughs> alright good Sorry. adjective good adjective if you have other ones no 
Great. great. Okay. That works. I mean, he might be the goat, so that's fair. He might be the goat. I didn't say great test. I said great. Uh, I apologize. You are the wordsmith. Forgive me. Thank you. All right. So the match, Malachi Black versus Cody Rhodes. Uh, Cody Rhodes, I'm sorry. Malachi Black comes out as the scary Dutch nightmare of every single one of your dreams. And I'm going to mention the ramp again because on the ramp it said House of Black, which, by the way, big fan. Big fan. I don't know why you're so into the idea of being included in this House of Black thing, but it really is working he's, for you. He's getting the fan. He's getting all the fans involved. And it worked. It worked because look at the match. Okay, yes. This is he one. He could have sneezed on Cody Rhodes and they would have screamed, yes! Okay, now here's the thing <clears throat> Cody Rhodes is a Southern boy, old school wrestler in New York City. He's going to get less cheers in that environment. Malachi Black is a guy that's been tragically underutilized but still been watched by a lot of people. He indie wrestled in a lot of places as Tommy End, and people know him. Well, this crowd showed Tommy End slash Malachi Black all of the love. Yes, but I think that, that we're in a situation where Cody Rhodes finds himself in the um, same kind of love-hate relationship that What's-His-Face on WWE has. Um, John Cena, yeah. Yeah, okay, I can see where I you're... I think people love to hate him at this point because he's so cheesy and he's... I just don't know. I don't know. I don't get it, so I don't know. Yeah, you don't get Cody, whereas I think Cody is amazing. Yeah. I've been following Cody Rhodes' career since, bef since WWE, when he started in WWE, in NXT. I absolutely love Cody Rhodes. I think his stuff is great. Right now, the Homelander gimmick is really obvious. And now that I've, you've seen a couple episodes of The Boys now, haven't you? Yes. Does Cody Rhodes Oh, that's look... who Homelander is. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. I did not put those two together. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, great with words. Visual cues, maybe not so much. Subtlety's not my thing. Okay. Um, so this one, Cody comes out with Arn Anderson and so Brandy's back. Yes, Brandy's back. Great to so see her back. She, yeah, for sure. So she came out with him, and they're, you know, Cody and, and, and Malachi have, I was going to call them. They have, um, they're in ring, whatever. I just thought there was too much going on with Arn Anderson, with Brandy. Brandy getting in the middle of the ring, going cross-legged and flipping him off. Well, yeah. Of Malachi Black. She's flipping off Malachi Black. Malachi Black and does that lands, flip backwards thing yeah. where he lands cross-legged, which is a good bit. The fans go nuts for it. I personally love it, too. I thought it's good. This, as far as sort of a campy, really, I was, this is, a, this is a very popular phrase now, I was sports entertained by this match. I enjoyed it the way that it went. It wasn't a very technical wrestling match. Not that Malachi Black can pull those off because he can. He has great matches in his uh, bibliography of just great wrestling matches. Uh, Cody Rhodes and him had a, you know, I, and I don't want to insult anybody because I don't do what they do. Uh, Cody Rhodes had a, a, a one and two paint by numbers old school wrestling match. I'm going to do this. You're going to do this. And it was good. It was seamless. They, they're both professionals and do a very good job. It was a little overbooked. They, they you know, uh, Arn Anderson definitely uh, didn't need to be up on the ring. 
Which, well, he was up on the wrong side, and then he tried to sneak over to the other side, and then he fell. Yep, actual fell. Shoot, um, fell. Yeah, and then he got back up. Good on him. Congratulations, um, And Arne. then, so Cody accidentally knocks him off because Malachi pushes him over there, throws him over there. Uh, it, it's a, He's running the ropes, and he yeah. just you know lets him hit his uh, coach. And then when Cody comes back to Malachi, Malachi shoots black mist out of his mouth which i thought was cool okay i'm not gonna lie i do actually like a good spit i I, i'm i'm fan of uh the great muda and new japan and all of that i'm i'm i was a huge japanese buzzsaw tajiri fan and so cody pretends like he can't see and that it's painful or whatever and malachi does the uh roll up yeah that's three that's three moves I'm just saying. Yeah, four. You said the uh, spits black mist. Oh, okay. I didn't know that was a thing. Black mist is I was a just thing. The mist is a thing. The okay. mist is a thing. So it's a then, move. so Malachi Black wins, and I'm hoping, hoping that um, the mist helps Cody get a different. Uh, you want him to go heal. I don't necessarily want him to go heal. I want him to. Think outside of what he wants to do. I want him to listen to other people's opinions about what he should be doing. He has done... It's played. And and that's why they don't like him. I think they like him fine. I think they boo him because that's what should be done right now. I think Cody gets something that other people don't get. I think Cody understands it. And I think, you know what? I'm going to be that fan. We'll see. Let it play out. Okay. Let it play out. We'll see. Sure. (laughs) All right. I thought the match was good. I I won't... You know, we don't give star ratings. But it was definitely a good match. Uh, uh, I liked it for what it was, and nothing in it interfered or stepped on any other match so far. So it wasn't like, oh, they did the same elements. Oh, they did the no, same elements. Very in fact, different. what I've noticed right now to this point, all of the matches have done their own thing, and nobody has stepped on each other's spots. Whereas in some Dynamites, you'll get like seven dives, and it'll be this wrestler doing dives and that wrestler doing dives. This Up to this point, we're doing a great job of everybody just having their contained stories. I think that's good. Let's see what happens next. Okay, holy moly. <laughs> I said holy moly. <laughs> I, uh, okay, uh, let's go back because we did two things. We watched two things and then we're going to go back. So we're going to do the uh, Miro versus Sammy Guevara uh, sort of uh, promo Video thing. promo. Yeah, video promo. Sammy Guevara didn't say anything. Uh, well, he did. Eh. But he got showed up by Miro. I'm an anti uh, Sammy Guevara fan. I'm not a Sammy Guevara fan. I've never really been a fan. I think his heel work is really, really good. I think he's on MJF's level as far as heel work. I really believe that. But in the ring, he's just a spectacular wrestler. Right. I don't really, he doesn't move me that way. So then How, we'll go to Miro. Oh, Miro. And I'm just going to say. My. I'm sorry, the line. My God demands pain. My wife demands pleasure. And sometimes pain. If, you, if, if you're not watching wrestling, but you by chance are listening to us um, because you're friends or because you love us, thank you so much. We appreciate that. Thank you very much. Um, just watch for Miro. Just, just watch his, yeah. his vignettes that he does. Look him up it's, on YouTube. It's like... It's like he lives them. It's like part of his life. It, it is his character. I don't know how to describe it, but he is no, so good. He's amazing. His wife is funny too. Like that's the thing about these guys is that they they live the gimmick and they're doing it so so well. It just just really really fun stuff. But let's get into the match. 
And so we have FTR with Tully Blanchard. Of course, yes. Tully Blanchard as their uh, manager slash valet. Yep. And whatever and happened to the pinnacle? Like, nothing with the they're pinnacle. They're around. They're just trying to do their own thing, and I like that. Okay. And then Sting, there versus Sting and Darby. Yeah, and let's just, let's say this. Sting and Darby... <laughs> The father and son gimmick and that joke that everybody's saying right now, it's out there a lot. I think it's really, really fun. Sting is doing some of the best character work he's done in years, just sort of backing up Darby Allen right now. And it's really, if for people who know Sting, this is Sting's old character, but the evolution adding Darby Allen, it's like just that little bit of sauce on there. It's fantastic work. FTR. FTR is, um, most of the match, I think personally, is is Sting and FTR as a tag team going in and out, tagging each other quite quickly and making Sting look like he uh, is wrestling like 10 years ago. You know, like he Maybe is 20, part of... Yeah. 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 Like it, it was good. It was so... It's, I think it's underrated how good they are. I oh. think that their time will come for sure. But boy, did they make Sting look really good. Although Darby was in there too um, for a little bit of the match and he did, uh, you know, the Darby thing where he loses a lot and then somehow muscles up and becomes... Funny enough, that's called getting your heat back. There you go. What uh, he said. Yeah, so yeah, he'll he'll give the offense to the other guy yes. for a lot of the match. He'll for give a lot, a of, the lot of the match to the other guy. So yeah, Darby Allen did that. He gave the match to FTR and Sting gave the match to FTR. But when Sting came in... He is taller than the FTR guys, which is yeah. great. But he looks like a solid monster in the ring. He looks like the guy that if he hits you, it's going to hurt. Because um, Dax and Cash are selling it like they're getting shot. Yes. Every time that Sting does I, I anything. I think their work was what made this match. I'm not taking away from Sting, because God bless him, do your thing. But I think their work helped him look better. Fast. Which made this match very, very entertaining to watch. Um, and then we it culminated with um, Sting doing the Scorpion. Dear God. Uh, the Scorpion Deathlock, my love. That thing. Scorpion Deathlock. I wrote down Scorpion and that was it. So Yeah, that's good that you wrote that. Uh, the commentators were literally just saying Scorpion Deathlock. Maybe I was tired. I don't know. Okay, we're going to use that as an excuse. Okay, so he was doing the Scorpion Deathlock. It on Cash, right? Dax, Dax, and then Cash was coming into the ring under the rope, trying to pull um, Dax so that Dax could at least get on the rope, and so that, you know he would have to let it go. But then Darby Allen gets up on the top rope and does a coffin drop. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. Great. On the apron. I'm going to pat you on the back now. Okay, All right, thanks, there you go. Thanks. All right, but yeah, that, that, that move looked sick. He looked like he had broken his own spine. It hurt me. I, I, it, honestly, I couldn't, I couldn't wake looking, up in the morning not being pain. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I blamed Darby this morning, by the way. Ow! I looked at Darby Allen, and I thought to myself, Darby, did you hit your head, your back, your leg, what, what part, all of your body got hit on something that's supposed to only be your back. And honestly, if you watch it a thousand times in replay, it'll always look vicious. But I, I think Darby Allen is probably one of the best wrestlers for those big high spots to protect himself, to protect the other guy, and to look like he's not safe, but actually be safe. Yeah. I, I love the craft and how these guys are crafting it. I really absolutely love the match. 
Absolutely loved it. So when he did that, obviously he let go of Dex. Yes. And Dex taps out to Sting. Correct, because everybody taps to the Scorpion Deathlock. Yeah. So there you go. There is that one. Oh, okay. It was good. Yes, it was a very good good. match. It was a very good match. Brief recap, but here we go. Now we're uh, setting up for what it can only be uh, the women's title match. We'll see you then. Then finally, we had the main event, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, versus Ruby Soho. Which oh, wow. Great match. was awesome. I loved it. Yeah, but you're a Dr. Britt Baker like Mark. I'm a Ruby Soho fan too, though, so. I said Mark. Okay, true. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we'll take us through it. Start it out. Yeah, so first of all, I I love the entrance ramp for Britt Baker with the just the women's um, title belt on there. I think that's cool. I really, really hope that they keep (laughs) the ramp as part of the entrance. At least for the big events. I'm a big fan for the big events, at least. Um, But after that, I think the the wrestling match started pretty good. They were um, back and forth, pretty even, pretty smooth. Very smooth wrestling. I'll be honest with you. I, I guess I'm, I'm, I got raised a certain way when it comes to wrestling. So I have the same old fashioned, uh, beliefs that men's matches are a certain way and women's matches are a certain way. I'm watching Britt Baker and she, and I'm going to say this, Britt Baker is, and women like her, her, Thunder Rosa, uh, Chris Statlander, they are changing my mind every match. And making me realize how foolish I have been in that belief. Also how foolish that certain companies like WCW and WWE have been about the way they've booked their women's matches. Yeah, they're not letting them grow or change or, or um, you know, another word for grow, evolve. Ooh. <laughs> so the you're saying that the WWE evolution didn't work? I'm not saying that because I didn't watch it. Ah, fair enough. So, yeah, you know what? I, I thought the the match was great. I think we had some really good spots. I think really the thing that I can talk about the most is what, what stuck with me the most is Tony Schiavone. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like, what do you have when you have a Mark commentator for a wrestler? I love it. <laughs> He's saying what's in my brain. Oh, oh he, you were saying that it's a good thing because... Her big strong legs got her out of that. Whatever <laughs> happened to her. <laughs> the kick out, yes. Her the strong legs helped her kick out. Also said that it's a good thing that... Oh, I'm sorry. There was a spot where there was a suplex, potential suplex in or out of the ring. And uh, Tony said that it's a good thing that Rebel and... Uh, Jamie J- Hayter. Jamie Hayter were outside because they could absorb the blow if Britt Baker was suplexed to the outside. That's his friend. He, <coughs> he cares about her safety. Unbelievable. It's just... Just fantastic. He's not even a heel. He's not even a heel. He's a Britt Baker mark. So he's a he's a good guy throughout all of his commentary, except when Britt Baker's on the on the uh, on, in the ring. And I'll, I'll say this: WWE should take a note. This is how they can book it when a commentator likes a wrestler. They can do it. I mean, they should take notes on all of AEW. Ooh, strong words. But if we're gonna if we're gonna keep it. PC <laughs> will say, okay, women's matches at least. All right, We have very good wrestlers of the WWE. And I would really, I would love to have like Trish, um, 
not Trish. Um, Becky? No, 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 no. Uh, Sasha. Bliss. Oh, Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss. Sorry, I got mixed up in my You got brain. your old school wrestling WWE in there. I did. <laughs> um, Alexa Bliss. And I don't... There's a couple more. I would... Bailey. Yeah. I mean, Bailey, I mean any of the four horsewomen, you know, if you got Bailey or Charlotte. Oh, no. I don't like Charlotte Flair. So, I, she can stay at <laughs> WWE. You just stay over there, honey. Just do your thing. All right. Fair enough. Regardless, I think that there there's just some really fantastic matches that are being booked here. And this match was no different. In fact, you've got uh, a segment where Britt Baker pulls Ruby Soho. And, it, you know, you're going to get that apron spot, right? But instead of doing your classic uh, face slam into the apron, she pulls her and does a swinging na- neck breaker to the mats outside. Mm. Wow. It was very cool. And Ruby sells it like she got, you know, like she got shot in the spine. It's just amazing. And then there was a son, uh, Santon. Santon? Santon. You got it right. Yeah. <laughs> so excited. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Describe a senton in your uh, no you know, no your, no don't try to embarrass voice. me no do it in your whisper voice no. do it right there for the fans no <laughs> no I guarantee you guys that I if we continue to get listens and downloads I will have Adelaide do at least one explanation of a move in a whisper voice right up close <laughs> all right ASMR style it's gonna sure. happen every every uh, podcast. If we get 50 people to follow us or like us or however it works in the podcast world, I will yeah. ASMR an entire match. Wow. That's just with, bold. With his loud voice booming in. So it'll be my going like this. And then he's oh, like, oh. oh. You've gotten the tease now, everybody. I'll tell your friends. All right. Anyways, back to the match. <laughs> the match was actually really good. I, I'm glad that we had it. And it was such... A good ending. It does end with oh. a little bit of overproduction because you've got some interference. Was it a good ending? Okay. Uh, Adelaide's not the fan of the interference because it was good wrestling. It didn't need it interference. It was good wrestling. You didn't need any of that. <laughs> I-, I love Rebel. I think she's hysterical. I don't know Jamie Hayter very much, so I'm looking forward to get- she's seeing She's more of a Joshi wrestler, actually. She's very strong style. She's done I- a lot I- of good I'm stuff. I'm looking forward to seeing more of her, and I hope that she ups the level again. To what their their women's wrestling is, uh, I just didn't think he needed any of that. Well, you know, there was very little interference. However, I I think that they're trying to keep Ruby strong since she did win the battle royal to get the title shot. So I think they're just trying to keep her strong, trying to keep her heat on her. I, I think, think the she match did, did that. I, think the match I don't did that think too. she needed any help. I think she held her own. I think um, Brett Baker held her own. I, I honestly. I, it was a good match. I'm not complaining at all. I really just wish they didn't have the interference. They were funny on the outside of the ring. They were helpful on the outside of the ring, but they didn't interfere until the end. And I thought that was a waste. You know, what's, what's interesting about this match, the only thing that I feel that didn't happen in this match is that since it's a Britt Baker match and Aubrey Edwards is the referee in this match, I'm just surprised... I didn't see an Aubrey Edwards spot. Well, they had a little jaw jabbering in the beginning, so yeah, but you know. Anyway, so the end result was Ruby got so uh, wrapped up in in removing Rebel from one side of the ring and then removing Jamie Hader from the other side of the ring um, that Jamie Hader pulled her down on the ropes and she flipped back, and then um, Britt Baker got the better of her with the uh oh, what's it called? The lock jaw. The lock jaw. Ladies Dang and gentlemen, it. Britt Baker fan. <laughs> All right. 
So, uh, you know, all jokes aside, I pick a lot, but Adelaide is uh, very enthusiastic and I'm very happy to have I her as a partner. I get so involved in the stories. I'm not paying attention to what things are called. Well, don't worry about it. I will let you That's play. That's why you're here. I will. Thank you so much for having you're me. You're welcome. Uh, I when I get my uh, my AEW console game, I will uh, bring it over. I will let you play it, and you can learn what the moves are called. Uh, okay. <laughs> and that was AEW Grand Slam. And boy, boy, it was a Grand Slam. It was amazing. It was, they hit it out of the park. Man. They did absolutely, man. Uh, they did, you know what's funny about this? They did touch all the bases. And I know that they're going Grand Slam, like, tennis, because it's done at Arthur Ashe Stadium. But honestly, yeah, no, they touched all the bases that need to be touched. They had their Cody Rhodes match, which, you know, is overbooked a lot, but I love it. And I love that kind of wrestling. And they had all of the new modern high spot wrestling and your classic stuff with your sort of veteran wrestlers. I really did enjoy every part of this. I enjoyed the promos. I mean, you? I loved how they w put it all together. Like, every piece was put together perfectly, in my opinion. Um, you know, as we said, I'm not the biggest fan of the end with uh, Jamie Hayter and um, Rebel, but I'm not complaining. I, it was entertaining. I loved it. It was a great, great show. Yeah, somehow I've uh, gotten a partner in Adelaide Laurie that doesn't do a lot of wrestling and still is now a purist. Doesn't like the interference spots. I don't know what that's about. That's well, great. Well, I mean, if you're telling a good story, you don't go, oh, oop, and by the way, you just continue with the story. That's it. I mean, you would know about that. I would. Two books. Did I mention that? Two books? Not this episode. Okay. <laughs> and when's the next one coming out? Hopefully in December. Oh, good. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. Any teas for that? Just, you know, for this? Nope, not yet. Okay. Yep. All right, everybody. Uh Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we appreciate you. So much. We appreciate everything. <laughs> and um, it, please, is it, it's not subscribe. Is it, it is subscribe. It's follow, really. It's follow. Yeah, please yeah. follow us. <laughs> please. Please. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, we'll see you in the next episode. Absolutely. Thank you. Yay! I'm not going to be able to do that.